Hey everyone, welcome back to Heart Sprained. Hey Nadine. Hi Mish. I, I can't even pretend that we didn't just talk on the phone for an hour and a half, so. <laughs> no, it's going to be really difficult for me to fake that like... this is our first time chatting today. <laughs> Yeah. I think I've talked to you more on the phone today than I we have in our entire friendship. Like ever. We've talked more since starting this podcast than in the 10 years we've known each other. Literally. I will 100% agree. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I'm very much on board. I'm not even a phone person, but this is like transforming me. I know. I'm kind of here for all of it. Like okay, I, cool. This is like a unexpected side effect of having a podcast <laughs> it's like we've we're like moving back I think everyone's kind of moving back in technology now like instead of texting people do like talk to text it's like so are we having phone calls again right it's like wait are we here now like I don't even know yeah. yep and the, yeah I don't know I mean I I'm gonna get like makes... a room line <laughs> <laughs> I'll get like a phone or plastic cups with strings yeah. Maybe we can find one that reaches 3,000 miles. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It is sad. Maybe one day. Well, we have like a crazy jam-packed episode that I'm so excited about. Samesies. I don't want to be good. it, but I feel like it might be one of my favorites already. I know. I'm already like kind of on board with all the topics. And yeah, I'm like giddy I about it. Yeah. I know. It's going to be good. I'm excited to see what um, what everybody thinks. Yeah. Okay. So today we are going to have a little game of facts and myths is it a game yeah. i guess it's a game it's just sort of breaking down uh cliches i guess a lot of these are that you hear about relationships and breakups and breaking down if we think these are legit or not yeah i can already tell that we're gonna have some some fundamental differences about a couple yes. of them i think so too um, ready for no it no hard feelings i mean uh, it's fine i'm still gonna love you at the end of this like regardless yeah of- where we end up on the opposite sides of the issues. Honestly, DC should take a lesson from us. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think it's time that they Take listened. On the very popular. <laughs> right. Like this. Did we just solve the Middle East conflict? Honestly, like we, all they have to do is talk about breakups. We can have it. a whole episode on that. <laughs> oh, my God. The Israeli-Palestinian breakup. That's, <laughs> is, that's arguably one of the most famous breakups <laughs> in known demand. Good. Yeah. Okay. So this kind of stemmed from just like conversations with our friends and things that we've talked about on the podcast, like how we talked about how closure isn't real in the sense of, I guess, how people think what, what they think closure means. Like I have to go talk to my ex and, and get closure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's not a thing. Um, it really comes from within is what you so brilliantly said. Um, Ugh, stop tooting my horn. Sorry. Can't help myself. It's... Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to talk about things like that and not everything is black and white. Uh, so we'll, I'll just, I'll just get into it. So let's just start. Let's do it. Okay. The first thing timing. So, you know, if someone's like, you know, he just said, he's just like really busy with work. He's prioritizing his job right now. Or he said like, I'm, I'm not ready for commitment right now. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Like, is that a thing? Is there such thing as bad timing or is it BS? Mm, are you asking for okay first tell me what you think and then I'll tell you my opinion okay happily uh it is such bs I could like die I can't handle (laughs) when I can't believe people actually this is like saying it's not you it's me like or did I have that right it's not you yeah like (laughs) I think that is the most ridiculous thing that if you're into someone you're not gonna be like oh my job needs me like no you're gonna be sneaking out of work 
you're going to be thinking about that person constantly. I don't think it's a valid reason for ending or not starting something like, I don't know. Here's, here's the thing. When you say timing, I don't think about it from a literal time perspective. I think about it from a, are the two individuals in this relationship or situationship both in places in their lives from both a self-growth and self-discovery perspective to handle the commitment of committing to someone. So for me, it's like a bad match. I think, I mean, I mean, maybe, and maybe that's true, but I don't know. Like I, and the reason I say that is because I don't think I was really like ready for anything real until like kind of recently. Like I think there are parts, times in my life where, even if I liked the person or saw potential with the person, I just knew I inherently wasn't going to be like a good girlfriend or I wasn't going to be able to give or offer the things that you kind of have to do to make a relationship work. So part of me like empathizes with that. That being said, like, I don't think I'd ever be like, Oh, my job's too busy. Like, no, that's a whole lot of shit. Like, yeah. if anything, just be like, listen, I, I I'm just like, it's like the whole adage. Like I am not in a place where I can be in a relationship right now. I think that's a valid excuse. So I associate the whole idea of timing with that concept more than like more than busy. Yeah. More well, they're than being kind of busy. two different things. I think they kind of fall in the same, like, I think when somebody's giving an excuse, they use both of those words. Right. Um, Timing's wrong. But I mean, for example, like, okay, if I, if you meet some, like, and I, I have a friend of mine that just went through something like this, like she was dating someone and he was only like here. I mean, he didn't know he was going to be here temporarily, but he was kind of new to L.A. And, you know, in the end, he decided he moved back, you know, and it, it, they weren't together for that long. So it's not it's not like they were ever exclusive. It's not like right. she was a reason for him to stay. So from a literal timing perspective, that yeah, sucks. Think about what you said. She wasn't a reason for him to stay. If I'm into somebody, that's my reason to stay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If I, that's like such a romantic view of it, I think. And I just don't know that I believe in that. I get, yeah, it's again, not black and white. Right. But it also kind of ties into, not to jump right from this, but to me, it does kind of tie into like a long distance thing. Like, can, you know, oh. like people who think like long distance, whether they think it really can work or it can't work. Like, Let's I think th- that kind of can lump like, it, like timing can kind of go along with that is kind of what you're saying kind of and since we segued here yeah how about we just go to number two factor fiction <laughs> long distance relationships exactly. are doomed to fail yeah oh i have so many thoughts about this one take it run and okay so i having been in a few of these uh relationships situationships whatever like I've, I've done them and i don't think that they're doomed to fail i think they require two very specific people Mm -hmm. to make it work. I think you have to be extremely confident and secure in yourself. You have to be very communicative yet receptive to feedback from the person. I think you have to be confident. I mean, we already said that, but it's just such a critical component of it. And you have to just be comfortable with the unknown to an extent, which a lot yes. of people are, and I, you have to be self-aware. That's another thing. Like, if you are, if both of you are all four of those things, which I recognize is very difficult, then then I think it's possible to make it work. But if you lack any of those components, even if one of you has all four and the other one doesn't, it's fucked. Like, it ain't. It's not yeah. gonna work. Like, I I still to this day believe, even though I've had some like a lot of failed experiences in this region, but I still think they can work. 
and I think I'm somebody who was capable of doing that, but I don't think the people that I was in these situations with were those people. Right. I think that you nailed it. Totally. I think that your relationship has to be secure, but you have to, as individuals be really secure Mm-hmm. Because in any relationship, like the unknown, like you said, like the part that you're the the times that you're apart, there's a lot of like stories you can make up in your head. And mm-hmm. especially if you're not with the person for extended periods of time and you might not have any way of finding out the truth, like you have to be secure in your own head mm-hmm. to know that like nothing is actually going on and to trust that person. And that's or- on you that because you can they can literally be sleeping and you could be like, but where is he sleeping? Like, what is he really doing? Like, how do I know he's asleep? And unless, unless you have like, you know, your location on each other's phone. Like, mm-hmm. Although the girl have... could be at his place. Like, right. Sorry. Right. Sorry. So you have to just be able to trust yourself and, and the relationship and your partner and, you know. Yeah. And I think you have to also be able to like, here's the thing. And I'm not going to say we as women, because I think men too. I think sometimes we as people in general, regardless of your gender and regardless of your experience, it is so easy to like go down this rabbit hole of like, well, okay, he hasn't answered me in two hours. Like, is he on a date? Is he on Bumble? Is he doing it? It is so fucking easy. And I think no matter how confident or secure you are, you can go down that rabbit hole. Like, I get it. The critical component here is what you do with those thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. It's important to be, to understand and talk yourself down a little bit and be like, I have no reason to feel this way except my own insecurities. You have to know where it's coming from and you have to be able, exactly, exactly. And you have to be able to talk yourself off of that ledge because if you don't, it's just not, it's not going to work. And I think that's the key here. Like I have certainly had these thoughts where I'm like, oh, maybe he like has a family in Croatia. I don't know. No, seriously. Like. I don't know. Like you maybe become he does. Like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> right. And especially like given some of the things I've seen and some of the situations I've been through, like it's not far off to, to be yeah. like, well, it, it could happen. I'm pretty sure some of your exes do have families in Croatia. It, oh, I'm confident that each one of them has a separate family <laughs> in a separate former Soviet nation. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> so confident that that's the case. Yes. And it's fine. <laughs> So it's natural for my head to go there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's just, yeah, there, there's a lot to long distance, which we can absolutely talk about more. Oh, I've yeah. never really been in one. I mean, not long enough for me to even really consider it that. They're um, the fucking worst. They're, they really, I'm, and they're, I would, from the people that I know that have been in them and have succeeded, apparently they're extremely rewarding and they really test your relationship and kind of yeah. show you that you can survive anything, which I think is beautiful. But for me and my experiences, like, and here's the thing, the, the reason that my situations didn't work is because I think they long distance forces you to confront your issues and your communication oh styles I love because that. you have nothing else. Like you Ew, don't have, it's so true. Yes, you don't have like that fun date night to look forward to. You don't have wow. the whole like, Oh, but we had so much fun, you know, at his friend's barbecue or we did this the other day and it was so much fun. So maybe I can ignore all the other things. Like you can't put a pin in those like issues that you can consistently do when you see the person over and over again. It is brought front and fucking center and you got to deal with it. It's (laughs) it's, so true. I love it's obnoxious. I like and it's hard because it forces you to be like this. I have no relationship basically, or the core and crux of this relationship sucks. (laughs) Like that's a tough realization to make. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them for some reason 
pretty much that I, all the ones that I can think of almost always start out long distance. Mm, mine didn't. Yours didn't? I thought yours did. Both of my, both of my first ones did not. They started local and became long distance. And when they turned into long distance, they, that's when the issues kind of came up. That's interesting. Cause the ones that I am thinking of specifically like started out and it's like, that's a, that's a journey. Oh it's yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, wow, it you're really, yeah. yeah, you're really, you're, you're stacking up you're choosing to go in, go all yeah. in against the odds. But I've had two that, that were always long distance the whole time. So, I mean that, you know, that sucked. But, um, but I think to some extent you kind of know, like in a way I was never fully in either mm-hmm. with those because you kind of know that there's a barrier and you're trying to feel out the other person and all this stuff. So that kind of adds to the complexity of it too. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's well, tough. that being said, like just to really sum this up, if somebody's saying to you like, no, like I would date you, but the long distance is the problem. They don't want to date you enough. I don't think that's true. I you think, do think that's true. I don't because I think some people, I, I think in some situations it can be and like, they're just using it as an out. But I think that it also says something like, I am not someone who can positively right. have this experience. Like I am someone who will get in my own head. I will get in my own way. That I'm is not true. secure enough as a person. And I'm just going to save us both the anguish of trying to do this when I know myself and I know it's not something I can handle. So yeah, again, I keep going back. Like as I'm sitting here, like, I guess it depends how long you were dating before it would be long distance. And I guess mm-hmm. there's a lot to it. Yeah. It's, it's very complicated. And, but I, my point is, I think it's, a, it, I think it's myth to say that long distance is doomed. Oh, I totally agree on that. I do. I don't think it's doomed yeah I think it's doomed and I you know you just have to you have to know yourself you have to know your partner know your relationship and just know what you can and can't handle and don't pretend like you're someone who can handle it if you know you're not yes yes for sure because that's just gonna create a whole set of issues for you to unpack with your therapist later so basically um I think it probably started about five minutes in that you want to play this to the person you want to date (laughs) 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 to prove that to prove to them that it can work um yeah right exactly Uh, (laughs) okay so the next um myth or fact number um, three you never fall in love or yeah you never fall in love more than once false okay hit me super false i i don't think that's true but i don't i don't think it is either at all right i mean it's bullshit because if that's the truth and like there's a that's just I don't even know how that would physically be possible because I I do think though and I've always said this you do not fall the same in love the same way twice I think every time you fall in love it is a completely different experience completely different set of emotions completely different triggers and each one isn't better or worse than another one different yeah it's different And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make it any less or more meaningful. It's just a completely different experience. But um, I think that's the part that, you know, people get so skittish of. I think they think that they're going to fall. Like, especially if you fall in love for the first time when you're young. Yeah. You know, you expect it to be the butterflies and the giddy and the chemistry and the sparks and the all of those things. And the reality is that's just not how it's going to be when you get a little older. You know, you hear my 19 year old self, like, I'm just like, never going to meet him. (laughs) Never going to meet somebody I love ever again because I already met like, no, I hate, I hate her. I hate her so much. I have been her and I've 
definitely been like, oh my God. But the funny thing is, I think the crazy butterfly experience happened for me like as later. Like that was a different relationship like than the first one I, I had. And I think that was interesting because it was also the most toxic one. So well, yeah, you know, we can talk about that, but I do want to say, and I, I mentioned this to you before, and I don't know if this is like me being a weird person or what the norm is. I cannot look back on someone I've been in love with in a relationship and like look back on love in the past tense and recognize it as love. That's like, wild to me. I, it just doesn't translate. I'm like, oh, I was just dumb. Like I can't yeah. really feel what I felt on any level. I can't, it's not like a, a, I don't know. It's very strange. That's crazy to me because I can literally pinpoint, I can describe almost in explicit detail exactly how I felt falling in love. Like every time that I've ever fallen in love, no, like the like, two I or three can't. times that it's happened. Like I, I, I remember find that to be like something I cannot relate to, like, like picturing what it must be to not have like a, like a, a sense or maybe having an extra sense. Like I, yeah. I can't picture that. That's wild to me. I, Am I broken. Like, I, I know. I, I think if anything, it's like a body's defense mechanism. It's yeah. like how women forget the trauma of pregnancy and childbirth so yes. that they'll do it more than once. It's like your body's protecting you from the trauma of like falling in love and having your heart broken and going yeah. through all these ups and downs in like love and whatever. And then that, this way you're not as afraid to do it. Yeah. Like, and I, I also think like the types of guys I was date I was dating, it was like not guys I would never be. Like I look back, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I smell like Jaeger on his breath. Like I love him. Like, <laughs> that's like 19 year old me. I don't understand like oh, what it really drew me to these people. Um, it was the knapsacks. But... It was the knapsack standing at oh, the bus stops God. at college and falling yeah, asleep like, in yeah. class. And I don't it's know. It's a good thing. I can't look back on these people fondly. I did not love him. Um, I know. It's terrible. I mean, I look back and I'm like, wow, you're so fucking stupid. Like, you fell in yeah, love with him because he had tattoos. Like, shut the fuck up, you stupid hippie. That is like, embarrassing. I know. It's humiliating. But here we are. Lessons learned. I'm not saying a lot because my breakup breakdown is up tonight. So I know. I'm, I'm pumped. I am pumped. <laughs> it is time to take the heat off me and transfer it onto yeah. you. <laughs> Wait. So something that you said, though. Um, made me want to segue into something else. Oh, about the butterflies that you mentioned butterflies. Oh, yeah. Okay, so next fact, number four. Okay. Let's get it. So when you found the one, you were going to feel like intense, insane butterflies. Like you're like kind of nervous around them in a really excited way. And that's how you know that it's it. Can I Can I make this one? Can you I make do this, break one? Yes. this one? Yes. You have to because, I mean – I mean, I think I found the one, but I don't know. <laughs> like, well, so no, but you like, have to. So it's harder for me to say like, you know, but anyway, yes, you take this one because you're married. This is like my thing. This is like, I've always felt this. I guess it was probably after I, I felt this way about Mike, but I, I think I read it somewhere and I was like, that is so legit that the, usually, again, there are outlying cases, but usually when it's the one, like you feel just like a sense of calm and comfort and you could really be yourself. You don't feel like that intensity, which I think people so easily mistake as love because that's kind of how it's portrayed in like movies and mm-hmm. I don't know, just that's what we expect it to be. Mm-hmm. But it's really just like calm, comfort, and just like it's easy. There's no games. There's no questioning. There's no – you're not going to like tell your grandkids like when your grandfather ghosted me and then zombied back into my life, I mean, you know. <laughs> Like <laughs> a modern day romance, <laughs> right? Like I think it's just easy and 
Um, they don't leave you guessing. They don't leave you those butterflies. It's like that intensity is something that's kind of more lust, even if it's not like this sexual thing. It's just like, it's just lust on that level of like, um, that intensity is, it's not the real thing. I think that like crashes and burns that kind of, I will agree. I will 150% agree just from my experiences thus far. I mean, like I said, it's, it's more difficult for me to say, cause I, you know, haven't, I'm not married, but from the most being in the most positive relationship experience that I've ever had, it's, it's, I would agree that like a big sense of calm was critical to kind of getting me here. And just knowing that it was, there was no bullshit. There's no games. There's none of that. Like, it's right. just like, it's very clear where he stands. It's very clear what he wants and how he sees me and the life that he wants with me. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that's powerful. Like, that's to feel like you can 150% authentically that. be yourself. And exactly. It's, it's like the most freeing thing. You know what it is, too? I think like the most successful couples that I know, they did start out as friends. Yeah. And I would agree. Me and Mike, you, you and Shady. And um, I started thinking this week, I'm like, there should be a dating app where it's like you just, it's not a dating app. It's just the notes app on your phone where you just put a list in your phone of the people you, who you're like guys you're friends with, girls you're friends with. And <laughs> if you friend zone them, like maybe just reconsider. <laughs> right. Like it's almost like a reminder. You know how like you, you'll get the ad for like the shoes that you saw on Nordstrom yes. <laughs> and it'll follow you around the internet. It's like, can a picture of your guy friend <laughs> Yes. Follow you everywhere and be like, are you sure you don't want to add these to your cart? (laughs) That is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've managed to do the whole micro-targeting online. Like, we might as well translate it to dating. Exactly. I love that. We just, like, join forces. That's, I mean, stay tuned. I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) This might be our key to retirement. All right. If we have any developers out there who are listening. Yeah, Yeah. Hit us up. We, we got some, we got some stocks for you. <laughs> yeah. Like when people are like, oh, the abs, I'm not finding anybody. And when I go out, everybody sucks. I'm like, have you friend zoned anybody in the last six years? Because Yeah. Maybe revisit that because yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, it's weird because it's, 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 and I don't know that it's the same for everybody. I do think that there are some people who meet and they like, no, oh my God, I knew it. He was the one from the first. Yeah. Day. Like, of course. I'm yeah. not saying that that doesn't exist, but I also think that's a type of person too. Like, I don't think mm. it's necessarily a type of relationship. I think some people are just inherently more likely to feel that strongly right out the gate. Like, oh someone like me yeah. who's, like, a skeptic, like, you're just, you're not, you're going to be, like, raising your eyebrow for the first three months. It's just normal. Right. Well, what now we have to talk about, we didn't talk about this, but, like, do you believe in love at first sight as, the, like, the corniest thing that's ever left my mouth? But Nope. Well, I really don't, but Mike swears, like from the moment he met me, he's sworn this, that like he knew he literally fell in love with me from the second he saw me. I think it was because my dress was really short, but <laughs> it's because of that ass girl. <laughs> I think, Let's be real. But... It, it don't quit. <laughs> I fell in love with you when I first saw it too. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm editing this out. Sorry. No, <laughs> leave it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't buy it. I never buy it. I was like, you were the corniest person. Like, please stop talking. It's really sweet though. It is so sweet. Here's the thing. Leave it. I mean, okay. I don't know that like it's love, love at first sight, but I do think you can have, I mean, you're such a gut person. You're like a gut instinct person. So I do think that some people can 
kind of just meet someone and know that like this is probably it but I don't know that it's as romantic as it sounds like totally yeah I think it's just like a you know what this just feels different than anything I've ever been in and this person like makes me feel more comfortable than any like I I think you kind of just get that feeling where you're like this could this could really be it yeah but like you know the story (laughs) but we were at unfortunately at a club when we met I hate and picturing you at a club. It makes I know, me so uncomfortable. It's so awkward. Like, like I, I feel my shoulders. I, 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 I hate it so much. <laughs> like I want, I'm crawling like, in my skin. <laughs> this is the conversation Mike reflected on thinking that we had this connection. We were looking at these <laughs> girls like dancing like in cages in their underwear. Mm. And I said to him, do you think they're thinking about their dads right now and how mad they are? <laughs> <laughs> well, and dad. like that's love. That was his love. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's like pretty witty. I'm into it. <laughs> I was that would Like, I was really just like, huh? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, listen, different triggers for different people. <laughs> right, right. He was like, wow, she's so thoughtful, and she'll make such a great mother. Right. Well, look how <laughs> here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here we are, like a marriage, two houses, and a kid later. Seriously. Well, good for Mike. He was right. <laughs> he was right. He nailed it. <laughs> Okay, well, so that one that one jumped out of nowhere, but we had to cover that. Um, I like it. So, oh, this one I love so much. I love that it's like kind of dramatic. But um, if your best friends or family members don't like your significant other, they're probably right about him or her not being right for you. True. So true. Unless your friends are jealous bitches and hate so true everyone. Too. <laughs> then in which case they could be sabotaging you. But I feel like it's rare. It is super rare. But I have had friends like that. So I, I recognize that that's a thing. But all of my friends now, like, you guys all hated Impractical Jokers guy. Like, you hated him from day one. Like, not, yeah. one, not one of my friends liked him. My mom didn't like him. Mm-hmm. My cousins didn't like him. Yeah. Like, in hindsight, maybe I didn't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was either. It was the tattoos. I was blinded. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, stupid. But I, I do agree. I think the second, like, if you trust someone's judgment and you trust them with their opinions and all that stuff, then and they tell you straight up, like, I don't like this person, then guess the fuck what? Don't sit there and be like, you don't know him like I do. No. They're seeing right. something that your rose-colored glasses are clearly mm-hmm. filtering the fuck out. So right. get out. And, you know, this ties into, like, the next one I'm going to jump right into because I think it's really tied in. I think that this is really the situation that leads to friends and family having concerns. Like, if you're dating someone who controls, like, what you wear, what you say, who you're friends with, mm-hmm. if they're controlling, like, that's not like, oh, my God, he's just, like, really overprotective of me. Like, no, he is borderline. That is abusive behavior. When somebody mm-hmm. controls what you're doing and controls your preferences that's on the spectrum of abuse and I think that your friends and family can smell that and you kind of see it as like oh my god he's just like so in love with me like no that's not what that is no it's it's not love it's possession it's yeah treating you like you belong to him or her I mean there are girls that do this too oh for sure and it's toxic it's it's and I, I, I think people it's so easy to misconstrue like love for controlling behavior and Mm -hmm. I there's a difference between someone wanting what's best for you the way they think you know and actually controlling your behavior there's a huge huge difference and sometimes that line is so blurry especially when you're in love with the person 
that I don't think it's ever properly looked at. So if your friends are expressing concern, then maybe you need to listen. And if somebody is controlling and you're like, you don't see it as that way, like they've likely groomed you to think that that's their way of loving you. Yeah. So the myth or I don't think we think, what was the myth on this one? It was kind of just saying like, you know, someone can be, uh, I don't really know how we thought of it, but like controlling, it was controlling equals love. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the myth. That's Yeah. yeah. Huge false. Like I definitely don't think that that's true. And I think it's very, very, very dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. When Slippery someone, slope. Yeah. When someone starts to tell you what you can wear, who you can hang out with, uh, mm-hmm. where you can go. Like I've, so I've had experiences where people I've been dating have not wanted me to like, I don't know, go to a frat, go to a frat party. party. Right. It's and so different. it is different because it's one of those things where you who ultimately. Wants, who wants anyone hanging out with a frat guy? First, first of all, guy. yeah. Do you even want to be there? Probably not. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, so, right. you can, so you can smell and, you know, dance on sticky floors and just Got, watch a lot of people for throw friends. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. That's gross. So I, and that's one of those situations where it's like, okay, I'm not going to do this thing out of respect for the person that I'm dating because it makes them uncomfortable. That's one thing. It's another thing to be like, oh, I'm not allowed to do this. No, like I've dated the guy who, I mean, would like break my stuff if, because he didn't, like I had a pair of sunglasses that he literally like stole and like, I think he threw them in the garbage and like, I never saw them again. I think about them often. (laughs) Um, but like all jokes aside, like he like controlled everything I said, did, who Mm -hmm. I hung out with. And I just thought he would tell me because he was abusive. Like, this is like, no, I just love you so much. I just, you know, it was just to him. That was his way of, it was abuse. You know what I mean? It's manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. And my friends were just like, you know, it's like, that's not normal. I'm like, no, you just don't get it. Like, he just like loves me so much. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, nobody loves me. Nobody's this loved, you know, like, right. Like I'm so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's so fucking disgusting. It really is. Yeah. One day he'll be in jail and we'll talk about it. Uh, He might be now. (laughs) It could be. Um, Okay. So the next one, uh, I'm so curious to know what you have to say about this. I don't think I told you this one. Um, Judge a guy by how he treats his mom. How he treats her is how he will treat you. Well, I hope he doesn't treat me exactly like he treats his mom. <laughs> well, right? Is that am I not saying it right? No, 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 no. I think you are, but I, I certainly hope there are some variances in treatment. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I agree. I, th- I think in the end, when I'm thinking through this, I agree because it's not so much that this is how he'll treat me. I think it's just the does he respect her? Does he go out right. of his way to? care for her to have a relationship with her and because if he puts her on a pedestal to an extent like then you might get stuck with a mama's boy and he Mm -hmm. might always choose his mom over you and that's not good right right. but you definitely want to see that he cares about his any female relatives like sisters nieces mom like whatever and really kind of makes the effort to like be a man for them in some way because that is reflective of his character I just, like, don't know if I fully connect with this one. I no? always thought that this was, like, that was, like, a very true statement. Um, I've never dated anyone that was bad to their mom, but it never really correlated directly. Um, I've dated guys who treated me really well and, like, had, like, a weird relationship with their mom. Or, like, what, they weren't, like, the warmest with their mom. And I think I do feel for the people who maybe don't have moms in their lives or, like, just their mom is, like, a 
yeah. you know, whatever, mentally ill in some way. Not a great um, figure, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like those people can still be really good. They can overcompensate for what they lack with their mom. I mean, I, I guess that's good true, but here's the thing. At that point, it's not so much how they've treated their mom. It's just mm. the situation that they were in. So right. I still think that there's a, a relevant tie that's to true. how a guy treats his mom to how he will, how he views women in general. Like that is very true. You know, I, I just think there's like a level of like sacredness, mm-hmm. I guess, that you want to make sure they feel like you want to make sure that as the number one woman in his life, he knows how to respect you, how to treat you, how right. to put your happiness first sometimes, how to just go out of his way to, to give you a life that you want. Like those things I think are very critical components and you can kind of spot them based on how that he treats his true. mother or his sister. So I don't know, like I'm not saying that they have to like, you know, fly their moms halfway across the world for birthdays and every Mother's right. Day and go do all these things. But there, there just needs to be like a certain level of like, relationship respect there uh in order to make like if he sits there and he's like really mean to his mom he tells her to shut the fuck up or he you know it it (laughs) puts her it sends his sends her calls to voicemail all the time or just has it doesn't talk to her much and you know i don't know i i I do think that there's some indication of i've seen such a crazy close correlation with this in my own experiences that i do believe that there's some validity to it Interesting. I would like yeah. to hear people, their feedback on that. Yeah, I would too. And guys, guys, especially. Yeah. Man, let us know. Like, do you have a fucked up, you know, relationship <laughs> with your mom? And are you like the greatest boyfriend ever? Like, yeah, I'm very curious. Like if it's, if it's more conscious than we realize too. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Okay. This next one is one of my favorites. Let's do it. Um, couples who post frequent or long social media tributes to each other. Um, they're the happiest. Um, that is the falsest statement that's ever come out of your mouth. I know. I hate it. I hate it I so hate much. It. I could die. Um, the, they're like, the way I think of it is like, they're like the guys who like, all you hear is like the engine of their car first. Like they're revving it, they're revving it. And then they get out and they're like, like they're like 10. They're like 5'2". Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No shade to shorter guys, but. Um, well, if you're 5'2", though. <laughs> stop. It's like that bagel, bagel boss guy. <laughs> 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 yeah anyway this is just like i don't know i've never on a couple that i know on like a personal level like when they do this it is like the biggest crock like there is no truth to this the more there is a direct correlation to me like the more you gush about your significant other on facebook or instagram whatever it is like the worse your relationship is there's yeah. no other way to slice it. I just, I just hate it so much, mm-hmm. especially when I, I really enjoy reading the captions. I live because, for it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Like they just hated each other. Like she was just texting me about what, like a douchebag. Right. <laughs> or if, or if anything, it's like, they literally just Googled like how to write a loving post. And it's like, they all oh got the God. same template. I'm I so love- lucky to be marrying my best right. <laughs> first of all, first of all, <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Yes. I'm okay. First of all, that was not like making fun of anyone specific because I feel like 25 people in a row were like, wait a minute. Wait, no, but I need to address that statement. I'm so lucky yeah. to be marrying my best friend. Yeah, First I of all, if it. I was going to marry my best friend, it would be either you or Caitlin, like <laughs> our other best friend. Though That's just the fucking truth of it. Like, listen, like, I, I'm not saying that you can't have an amazing relationship with your, with your husband or wife and, you know, share secrets and be intimate and, and have that kind of closeness. But there, listen. Your best friends, especially I mean, at least 
from my experience, like these are people that have known you your whole fucking life. Like yeah. you can't replace that. That's, yep. I mean, it's a different kind of love and a different kind of relationship. So don't fucking sit there and think that this person has to be all things to you all the right. time. And that's what I have the problem with. A, it's corny. B, so fucking I've corny. Said it. I've definitely said it. I'm so sorry. I'm sure I've said it. Like <laughs> that you were marrying your best friend. I'm sure. I can't think of it. I've time, never heard I'm you sure fucking that I've say had that. that. I've what? never heard you say that. Okay, yeah, okay, that's good. I just want to cover myself and never, it comes not out once. Would work. Uh, <laughs> if you did, I ignored it. No, but my real problem with it is that if you look at your partner as someone who's going to check all your boxes and fulfill all parts of your life, you are setting everyone up for failure. Mm-hmm. No one should be your everything. You know oh, what I mean? I like, hate that saying. Oh my god, you're like, my everything. Like talk like, about pressure, ugh. like. I want to be like you're some things. You're most things. <laughs> you are you are the majority yeah. of things, like at best. Yeah, like there needs to be more love songs about that. Like, right? Like, like you fulfill most of the things I'm looking for in a person. Right. You're the, you're my eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like, stop looking for someone to make you whole. Like you said, what did you say the other day? More you're not I half say. a person. Like, my yeah, better half. My better half, you love me better. Like, fuck off. I hate that. Like, I'm (laughs) sorry. Like, it's just the dumbest thing that you can say to someone or about yourself even because it literally walks around like you're walking. Like, it implies that you're walking around with, like, half a body. Like, I just picture, like, the left side of you. (laughs) And it's, like, it's just that expectation, that fairy tale BS. Like, no, like, that person – you need to have your friends outside of your marriage. I don't care how different you think your marriage is. Like, you need that. You need your own hobbies. You need things to fulfill you. You need Bravo TV. Yes. <laughs> Especially Bravo TV. You need, that, you need your own life outside of your person. They could be one of your best friends. They could be your best friend. Exactly. That's fine. You're exactly. But what the fuck? Are you going to bitch to him about him? Yeah. When you guys get into to. a fight? Because that's exactly. going to fucking happen. Like, yep. No, you need your little clan of people outside Mm -hmm. of it. And I just don't, I just, and to me, it's like the term partnership is so much more validating. You know what I mean? Like the idea that like you built a life independently on your own and you are a whole and complete person living this life without anyone's help. And you found someone who supplements that life and adds to it in a way that you couldn't do for yourself. That to me is what a good, healthy relationship should look like. Not that they complete you. They supplement your life and they do things for you and they propel you forward in a way that you couldn't do alone. That to me is what you should be looking for and how you should be explaining it. Not like, I'm so happy. I found my better half. You're my everything. You're my this. It's like, okay, well, I'm Because you know what it ends up being like? It ends up being like, eating like all junk food, fast food all the time, but then taking a multivitamin. It's like, that's like, <laughs> that's the quality of like your health is going to be the same thing as the quality of that really. And being like, I'm right. healthy. I take this multivitamin. Like, no, no. You're supposed to supplement like an already healthy. Exactly. <laughs> you, it's like, you can't out train a bad diet. You yeah. can't like out love a weird marriage. I don't know. Is that... sure, we'll make that work. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say with uh-huh. it. Thanks. I hope, I hope that circulates the gram shortly. <laughs> send it to your friends yeah make that your caption there it is yeah exactly <laughs> this is my multivitamin <laughs> but listen uh vitamin companies if you're looking to sponsor us we're very open to yo bring that up again. yo we ain't mad though <laughs> okay this is another favorite of mine i think these are just all my favorite um i have such a strong opinion i think on this uh once a cheater always a cheater <laughs> i just don't agree 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like you really agree. <laughs> I don't. True. I don't know. Can I, can I explain my side? You of it? go first. Let me gather my thoughts. Okay. You know, before ever being in a situation, I used to think that this was super, like, accurate. I think this is, oh, my God, it's so true. Cheaters, disgusting. Then you get into an er- a situation that I'll talk about later that's, like, very gray area and, you know, or you're feeling really unfulfilled. Like, you can find yourself in situations, whether it's, like, emotional cheating um, or micro-cheating um, or actually cheating. Like, it's, it's when you're in a relationship that's really lacking something, you kind of can find yourself seeking things on the outside. I didn't exactly, I don't know. I don't even know what the situation was. It's kind of a gray area, but um, I don't think I would ever do that again. And if I ever felt the need, it would be like a a conversation. I feel like that there are situations and relationships that kind of set people up. Not that I'm saying it's the, the person who's cheated on, it's their fault. The relationship cheating isn't like, it's not about what it's about. It's not, it's not usually, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's not about the other person as much as it is what you're getting that you're mm. not getting in your relationship. I get it, but I kind of disagree. Go for it. Because, okay, here's the thing. I don't think, cause I think one of our other facts or myths is like cheating will, will ruin a relationship yeah. and I, or, or you can't b- bounce back from right. cheating. And I don't think that statement is true, but I do think that there are certain people who will always cheat. And who are they? My exes. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Not all of them, but definitely one of them. (laughs) Well, I think it, okay. I actually disagree with what you said, like about not recovering from cheating, but we'll get to that. But I think it's like about the person and like what you've learned and healed and like the therapy you've gone through from it. Uh, Hopefully. No, I some people are never just straight, some of them are just straight up fucking sociopaths and they're going to always, yeah. yeah. And they're always going to want to just see what they can get away with. And they're, they're inherently built to lie. They're inherently built to, you know, build these kind of personas to attract different types of people and to live these kinds of lives and, and accumulate adoration from mm. several sources and lie about it. Like, I just think that happens. And I think there are some people that are just always going to be like that. So, but I don't think I still think it's a myth because I don't think that applies to everyone. I think I, that like, well, that's the thing. Okay, if we're gonna look at it from like a mass scale, then like, okay, I guess technically it is a myth because I don't think that's the majority. Yeah, but I do think that for some people, it is fact. Once you're a cheater, you're always gonna be a fucking cheater because you're a psychopath, and right. all you want to do is like lie and bed bitches. So right. Well, I, what you said about like, you know, once somebody cheats in a relationship, can you come back from it? I actually don't know. I, don't I think know. you can. I think you can. I think it is extremely difficult. And I think it is beyond, and I literally mean beyond, like it takes so much devotion to mm-hmm. get through it. And you both have to be such strong and able people to do yeah, it. Right. But I do think it's possible. I mean, I, I think it will destroy 90% of the relationships that it happens in. I do. Yeah, but I think so too. I, but I do think that there is, a, there is a small percentage of people who can survive something like that because it, this, the circumstances, like you said, around cheating are oftentimes not so black and white. So if you can both approach it from like, well, what did I do to contribute to this? And it's, again, it's not to say that you deserved it because it is never the right answer to cheat on someone. Mm-hmm. But to kind of look at it and just be like, well, was I emotionally neglecting you? Like, was I 
distancing myself from you? Was I not prioritizing? Like, what did I do that drove you to this place? Like, how did I, and if you think it's worth saving, then, you know, you give it another shot and you work through it. You go to therapy, you do all the things and see if you can get back from it. But I do think that to some, to the majority of relationships, it's just the trust is, it's gone. It's done. I agree. So I don't know. Interesting. We, again, we're going to have a whole episode on cheating. Yeah, so. we are. Um, okay, let's, let's segue to a, a breakup one. Mm. Um, guys go out on the prowl after a breakup. That is so false. I'm so sorry. Maybe some. I could see that, like, some people doing that. But I think that's, like, a huge fear girls have. I, this is, we're gendering it on purpose. Right. Um, because this is, like, something that a lot of, like, our, you know, straight girlfriends have said. Like, oh, my God, he's definitely out right now with all his friends, hooking up with every single girl who's ever walked into that bar. Like, they're freaking out. <laughs> First of all, like, nine times out of ten, your ex isn't really that good looking anyway. So no. the girls are not walking into the bar and throwing themselves at him. And exactly. he, if anything, he's probably getting rejected at bars left and yeah. right right no. now. First of all, he's at his parents' house playing FIFA on their couch, as <laughs> I like to say. Like, he's literally doing nothing. Crying into a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah, he's not doing anything interesting. He's hanging out with the same guys he's known since, like, middle school. And right. And just, like, he's so bored and he's questioning everything, I'm sure. Or he's just, like, a jerk and doesn't care. Right. Um, so I really wouldn't even concern yourself with that. Either way, a, bullet dodged. Yeah. And that's a quick one. That's just a, that's a no. Yeah. It's like a hard no. It's like yeah. they, like some guys, like you said, maybe they are, but like, yeah. the majority of them are not. Exactly. I think they're re- it's not really the time that they're like rebounding. Like the I also step. just, I also think like with guys, like they don't, and again, I could be wrong, but from what I understand and conversations that I've had, I do think that they typically like the breakup feelings hit them so much later in the moving on process than, than girls. Like girls will tend to feel everything all at once and go through the motions and, you know, you deal with it day by day and over time it gets a little easier, a little better so that you eventually are healing and you're moving towards that, like moving forward phase. Whereas guys, I think it's just so up and down for so long And you kind of think you're okay, and then you're not okay, and then you go out on a date, and then you realize, holy shit, I'm not ready to do this. Oh, my God, I miss her. Like, I just think it's such a weird and not linear journey for guys. Because they don't have the same support systems that we do. Right. They don't talk about feelings and things as much. So, I don't know. It's just the – I think it's just the easy one to be like, listen, like, he's definitely not out there, like – smashing some poon like you think he yeah, is and even if he is like who he, i mean it's easier said than done like who cares but you know then he's not the right guy for you again you're not going to tell your granddaughter like you know when <laughs> <laughs> your grandfather and i broke up and he was out at like he got with mad and, bitches yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah. we realized i was the only bitch for him like yeah the- that's not how that story went and I mean, if it is, let's have your grandma on our podcast. Right. Um, Finding Tinderella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, this one kind of stemmed from, I think it was a New York Times article this week about the, I think it was like the myth of the drama-free relationship. Mm. So people who write no drama or 100% drama-free on their dating profiles are, in fact, drama-free. Bullshit. Oh, my God. I have so much to say about this. Um, mainly just, Guys who write it, it's just like, oh, my God, you're so annoying and cliche. And it's, it's basically saying, like, if you have a bad day at work, I'm not the person who's going to sit here and listen to it. And I'm going to make you feel really bad about it. Right. On top of it. 
And girls who write it, I think it's a projection. They know that like most guys like have that on their profile or have that on their radar. So they're just trying to fit in with like what most guys would want but it looks so pathetic it's like lying I mean it's it's for me it's like I I can understand and respect being somebody that does not go out looking for fights who does a lot no I will say a lot of women do and a lot of men do a lot of people enjoy creating drama out of nothing that is a real thing I do watch a lot of housewives exactly like hello (laughs) like they literally made an entire fucking industry on this like yeah I'm here for it right you 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 are the reason it exists (laughs) like you are number one fan um so I I do I think that that's what some people mean when they say that like just please don't make my life harder than it needs to be that being said I just think the phrase no drama is stupid because regardless of how little you enjoy or crave or want drama in your relationship, like it's going to fucking happen. Like some people, yeah, some people like that. They think that's like the exciting part of a relationship. Right. And I think that's a little like borderline toxic, maybe like, like I, I'm not somebody that could deal with someone who enjoys making fights. Like I would rather be with someone who's solutions oriented and tries to avoid fights. Right. So not everybody feels that way. Some people like the intensity. And even if you don't want to admit it, you know, like that's just the dynamics that some people have in their relationship, right. but it works for them because they like it and they thrive on it and it turns into whatever it turns into. So I, I don't agree necessarily that by saying no drama, you are trying to say that if you had a bad day at work, you're not interested. I don't think that's really what it means. I just think I it's think like the declaration of it is so corny. I agree. I mean, because who the fuck really wants drama? I mean, like I said, some like, people do. But... That? Like that is like something that's a t- like. That's a first impression. Like, John, 31, no drama. Right, <laughs> okay. no drama. Um, you know, so if, you, if you made a duck face, swipe, swipe yeah. to the left. I'm oh like, my fuck God. you. Don't judge my duck face when all your pictures are at the fucking gym. We needed an entire episode on what it says on people's dating profiles. Oh. Like, no short guys. Like, okay. Okay. Like, I, people... I, okay no, it says on your profile. I didn't. Did I write that? Oh, oh my God. I'm changing the subject for you. Um, <laughs> no, I actually don't think I wrote it, but I did write that I was tall. And in sarcasm, I wrote, like, I love short men. Okay. I guess I'll let you have that. I mean, it was written <laughs> in, like, a really witty way, what but also, like, was very clear that if you are shorter than me, you need not apply. Not nice. It's not nice. I don't really care. Anyway. Sorry. Um, back to breakups. Uh, Break up with him if he's short. Just kidding. <laughs> Do you think uh, this is a myth or a fact? Um, it's a two-parter. Which one is true? Are they both false? Um, it takes half the time you dated someone to get over them. Or it takes three weeks to get over them. Or to at least feel better from the breakup. Um, I think those are both bullshit. I hate them so much. It's so stupid. <laughs> Neither apply. It could be longer. It could be shorter. Yeah. There's that's, no... That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard because... Don't listen to somebody. Yeah. Like somebody... Okay, like, okay, for example, my parents, my parents are divorced and they were married for 26 years. I don't think it's going to take each of them 13 years to move past it. Right, exactly. I also don't think it's going to take them three weeks or... Exactly. Like, it just... Yeah. That's stupid. I, I think yep. it's so dumb and I think it, it's just so different person to person, relationship to relationship. Yep. Stupid. Like, when you feel a feeling... Just fucking feel it. Like, don't yeah. worry about the time. Don't worry about anything. Just know that eventually, even though you may take two steps forward and one step back, it does get better over time. Like, and your timeline is not parallel to anybody else's. Like, Agreed. And, and yep. it's also, you can't compare it to another breakup that you went through. 
you know, it's, it can be frustrating when you're like, well, I didn't spend so long on the last one. Like, why is yeah. this one draining me? Like I can it's, understand the need to different. do that. Right. Yeah. Every single experience is different and it's just, you, it, you just have to go through it the way you got to go through it. That's it. Yeah. You can't put a timeline on it. You can't overthink no. like, oh my God, but it's been six weeks and I'm not no. better. Like, okay, so you're not better. Just accept it. It's so much easier to just be like, I'm still dealing with this breakup rather than pretending that you're supposed to be done with it by now. Exactly. Yeah. Just accept the fact that like, you're going to be fucked up for a little bit. Branching off of that one. I always really like this one. Um, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Oh God. I mean, I think like, uh, there's a lot of ways to, you know, to think about this one, but I think that, you know, going out and meeting people is a really good way to distract yourself and remind yourself like, that there are other people out there for some people it could be more depressing um, that the, the picks out there aren't the strongest, like, Oh my God, it makes me miss my boyfriend even more. But like, no, I think it's just a good way to, to remind yourself that like you're hot and you're cool and you're fun to be around. Right. Um, so I think there is something to that one. I mean, it does help because like it helps in the sense to have somebody around that you can text or talk yeah, to, you know what I mean? Because I, I think part of like, when you go through a breakup with someone, it's like that person who is so heavily embedded in your day-to-day life is no longer there. Yeah, so yeah. there's a big void just in time. And that's really difficult to kind of grasp. And it's hard not to think about the person when all you used to do was like text them or talk on the phone with them or see them or whatever. So if you have someone else or somewhere else to channel that energy, to an extent, it might help. There it's not like a, like, yeah, there should be like a text service. Like a bot service. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, hey, how's your day? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, hey, babe. Yeah. Missed you. Let's do that. I yeah. There. Okay. So that's another one of our brilliant we both inventions. We just said it at the same time. We so. totally did. Co-founders of the heart sprained bot. Yeah. This is, this sounds really healthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> avoid us or use us to avoid texting your ex. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually great. It would be fantastic. You can DM us if you want in the meantime. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, we love that. Yeah, we you could be like, hey, so W-Y-D. By the, way, the people who do reach out to us, we're obsessed with you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Um, and a lot of these questions did come from people. So yep. um, this next one actually totally did. Um, fact or myth, men cheat more than women. Fact. Myth. Fact. Women are better at not getting caught. Mm, I don't think that's true. Here's what I no. I'm telling you, emotionally cheat more. That's probably true. Emotionally cheat. I'm talking physical cheating, like crossing like boundaries like that. I think men are more likely to do it. However, I do think that the women that cheat do it in a way more fucked up way than Mm -hmm. men do. Like I think the percentage is lower. But the things they do are, like, abhorrent. (laughs) I just, like, never understand. Like, take a look at dating and men. And, like, women can pretty much almost get with almost any guy, I feel like. Yeah, it's not hard. And men, it's like, God, if it's that hard, like, I don't know how it's that possible statistically. Like, the lack of game and... (laughs) There's also a lot of thirsty girls out there, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's why I, I think men are more likely to do it just because they don't always think through things. So they might do it and feel like a whole bunch of guilt or remorse and be like, I can't believe I let this happen. Or, you know, they can kind of get tricked sometimes. Like, not tricked. It's not like, oh, whoops, I fell. And okay, then I ended yeah. up, like, in her bed. Weird. Like, 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 she, like she, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I thought she was a doctor. I don't really know. Is she a magician and she tricked you? Yeah, I know. She hypnotized you. No, but like, I just think it's easier for them to like get caught up in a moment, get caught like, because they're not always going to be wired to think through what's happening. I, I don't think that's an excuse. I think if no, that's I, the yeah. case, you're a child and you're an idiot and you deserve to be dumped. But yeah. I just think that's more likely to happen with men. I think oh, with yeah. women, the ones that do do it and that it's do cheat, bad, it's right? so right. Yeah. bad. Like they'll put on, they have like, they have a whole nother fucking identity you don't know about. Yeah. Like it's some dark shit. Yes. And that's scary. So I agree in the sense that women will do way worse things and they're the ones that are more likely to have ongoing affairs and consistently lie and consistently yeah. cheat. Whereas I think men might just do more of like the one-offs. Totally. You know? I agree with that. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we only have time for one more. Um, okay. I'm going to pick this last one. And we, we have, we're going to talk about the others like throughout our episodes. So if people wrote in, we'll yep. address them for sure. Just keep listening. See how we get you there. Yeah. Um, okay. So sort of a two-parter. Can you still, or you can still be friends with an ex. And also, like, it doesn't mean anything if your significant other is friends with their ex. Um, well, I feel like you can't think one is true without thinking the other is true. Okay, okay, fair. So, I, I, it's hard for me to say that I disagree because I've never been able to be friends with an ex. And... I I don't know. I mean, maybe other people can. I just, I couldn't do it. I don't okay. know. I don't know if, like, this is me being okay with one and not the other, or maybe I'm okay with both, but I I would have liked to stay friends with a couple of my exes. Not, like, like to, but I wouldn't have minded it. I'd, like, you know, if things didn't really go totally south. Like, I have, I feel so indifferent to them, or most of them, that I'd be like, whatever, sure, we could be friendly. It doesn't bother me. And... Uh, but but the fact of the matter is I'm not. I've never stayed. They've never wanted to be friends with me, whatever that means. Next <laughs> week in therapy. Um, right. So, but if Mike or whoever I was dating, like, was friendly with an ex, it really wouldn't bother me. It's just kind of I would know that that's just – because I could see being friends with an ex. Even though I'm not, I could see. I, I feel know. like I – I don't know. I don't – like – I don't know. I don't like this one because okay. I have yeah. tried being, I know I need to calm down. Um, I feel like I have tried it. It didn't mess. It's just too weird. And there's a difference too, between being friendly and being friends. Mm, you know what I mean? Like I can be, I'm friendly with most of my exes actually. Um, but I'm not, I would never say like we're friends mm. and I think it would bother me if like Shady was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go have lunch with an ex girlfriend. Like that would drive me insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it depends on the context. Like if they're like texting at like two a.m. reminiscing about the relationship. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's kind of a red flag to bar. Like I don't know. I think there there are levels of it, but I don't really. I think I don't think there's a overall. I'm we can close to it. No, I I think there's very fine limits to what yeah. I would be okay with here. Like I. I just think it's just, like, what's the fucking point? Like, right. Like, a regular relationship, like, a regular friendship, like, texting every day. or Yeah, you know, absolutely like, weekly, not. No, but, like, a, you know, hey, how are you? Hey, saw this. Uh, I know you like this, whatever. Like, like, if you send a meme back and forth or, like, I don't know, maybe if, like, you're in a group of friends and they're still part of that group so you guys can, like, catch up at a gathering or something. Like, that kind of shit doesn't bother me. But, like, to a full-on, like, 
hanging out just the two of you, constant communication friendship, like absolutely fucking not. Because then it's like, why'd you break up? Exactly. Like, I don't like it. Okay, well, that's settled. Yeah. So hard Um, no. Let's see. I think that that's really it, just time-wise. Yeah, let's let's Um, dive into the other shit. Okay. So our millennial dating term of the week, Nadine. Yay! What is it? Hit me. Okay. This one is kitten fishing. Oh, my God. It sounds adorable. I knew you were going to say that. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Although, like, fishing part weird is weird. But, like, like I really fishing. love kittens. They're so cute. I would love to go kitten fishing. Right, it sounds really cute. It you know does. what it really is, though? Oh, God. It what also a... seems really cute when you see somebody on a dating app and they look really cute. But then you meet them in person and they really kind of don't look like their picture. So let me break it down. How is that different than catfishing? Well, let me break it down. So this is when somebody like face tunes within an inch of their life. <laughs> um, or they're using like a picture <laughs> that's like 10 years old or 50 pounds old, you know. Like, to me, that's catfishing and fat fishing. Stop. I hate that term. This is kitten fishing. It's really like the heavy filters, the contouring. Like when your picture is so That's just, filtered. So you can kitten fish in real life too, because like I have seen girls who put on makeup and go out and then they take that shit off at the end of the day and they're an entirely different person. Yeah. But this is like when you're meeting them versus their online persona. Like when I see somebody's profile, like uh, even on just a regular social media and I don't know what they look like without bunny ears. Like that's concerning. <laughs> well, that's just stupid marketing of yourself. Yeah. But I see that people feel really insecure. And they, they aren't comfortable with themselves, but that you're gonna, the person's going to see you in real life. I never understand photo editing because me why would you want to look worse in real life by, like, stupid Right. Stupid, like, I loved when people would tell me, which I got, de- like, a good amount of when I was on the app. So, like, oh, my God, like, you're a lot prettier than I, than I expected. You know, like, you look prettier in person than you do in your pictures. And part it's of me is, like, so do I need to reevaluate my pictures? But well, I also, think your like, friends should pick your pictures because you think a much different version of – everybody thinks, like, a different version of themselves. Like, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I remember going through the whole d- dilemma, and this is going to be such a weird thing to, like, mention, but I remember thinking, like, because I wear my hair curly the most right. of the time – but a lot of my favorite pictures of me are me with blowouts because they're like at events and I'm dressed up right. and Aww. I have makeup on and stuff. So I'm like, Oh, thanks. Um, it doesn't always love me back, but it's fine. And, um, and I, I remember thinking like, Holy shit. Like if all my pictures are of me of straight hair and yes. I show up with curly hair, like, is that going to throw the guy off? Like, and right. there was a phase where I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to, I always have to get a blowout before a date. No, because I was like, that's how they felt. I mean, eventually I got over that like real quick and I started yeah. actually posting pictures of me with curly hair. And then I actually ended up getting more compliments on my pictures with curly hair. I so believe it because it's like the real authentic you. It probably like comes across in some way. It also partially feels like they had a curly hair fetish, um, which was Whatever a little weird. Into. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but they'd be like, oh my God, I love your curly hair. That's like, funny. Because I think it just doesn't look like everybody else's. So they think yeah, that's yeah. interesting, but it's one of those things where it's like, I, I get that to an extent, but not from the Snapchat and face tuning yeah. culture. Well, it's out of control now. Like, there are so many people I'm like, oh, my God. It, it goes back to, like, you don't actually know what, what you look best as. That's yeah. Like your friends should pick your pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, when I see people, like, I can always tell. And I would never really, like, point it out to somebody, like, but I can almost always tell when somebody's edited a photo, even when they're like, oh, it's so minimal. Like, I, you just... 
it doesn't look like you and it maybe looks the way you want to look or the way you think that you look. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I think that comes across really strong in a dating scenario as a friend, whatever. I don't care. But like, yeah, you know, guy to a girl situation. I think guys like they don't want to see you like that. Most guys like such a minimal look as it is. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really off putting. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of guys who are like, if you think, you know, it's bad to, to see that just as a friend on like Instagram and just somebody you follow on Instagram. Imagine what it's like to like be on a dating app and you don't know what you're going to meet in real life. That's so scary. And well, that's why like, I remember being on the apps and guys would be like, can we FaceTime first? Yes. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Or like, can you send me a selfie of you like right now? Like, first of all, I know it's weird. I agree. I agree. It's fucking weird. But, (laughs) uh, but FaceTiming, like I kind of got too. like, I get that. Like you want to make sure. And I wanted it too. Like, it's not like guys can't do it. Like, I'm sorry if you're wearing a hat in all your pictures and then you show up and like have no, like a just very different hairline than what I expected. Like that's jarring to an extent. So wait, back to like guys saying, send me a selfie right now. Like, I hope you have like selfies on your phone. Like, do they make you hold up like a timestamp, like Twitter to verify (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I never did it. I never obliged. It's ridiculous. But like, Um, it's more like, I mean, FaceTiming, I get because it's like, okay, there's a certain level of like, like yeah. And there's a certain level of chemistry, I think that you can gauge on FaceTime. That's a a much closer perception to the date and how that's going to go versus like what you would get via texting or just through an app or whatever. So I, I, I never minded if someone asked to do that. I thought that was fine, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, especially now that like some people are like a lot of people go out and like, they actually do things and I'm not against, you know, like any minor face modifications if it, if it's what you want and if it's like, you know, going to make you feel better about yourself. But I mean, it's almost kind of like taking the face tuning in real life. <laughs> in a way that's you know? the thing yeah i mean well that's a whole different story that's like i a, know that's, that's another like topic a whole preference thing too yeah that's true you're right um okay kitten fishing kitten hmm. fishing not as cute as it sounds yeah exactly that's that's the takeaway yeah i like it okay guys before we dive into this week's breakup breakdown we have to tell you about this amazing company that has so generously decided to support our podcast And the best part is we actually really love them. This is no joke. Um, So we want to tell you about Sunday Scaries. You know the Sunday Scaries, right? That awful, daunting feeling you get on a Sunday night when you know you have a hellacious work week ahead and you're just so stressed out and you feel really anxious. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's very likely that you know that breakups can make you feel the same way. So Sunday Scaries is a line of full-spectrum CBD products that take the edge off your life in the form of gummies, candies, tinctures, and so much more. So you know when you have a headache and you take Advil and it just like mutes the pain? That's basically what proponents of CBD say it can do for your anxiety. But wait, before you tune out, please know that Nadine and I, this is not a drug thing. Um, This is not something that can get you high. This is CBD derived from hemp. That's what makes Sunday Scaries, one of the things that makes Sunday Scaries stand out. Uh, It's not derived from marijuana, so you have no worries in that department. Um, It's totally legal, and it just really helps with anxiety and pain, and it really just mutes those awful feelings. Um, So anyway, I'm sure you've heard a lot about CBD, uh, anywhere from like Gwyneth Paltrow's Instagram feed to, oddly enough, that gas station down the street from you, but you really want to use a high-quality product. It's so important. 
I really trust Sunday Scaries. Those of you who know me personally know that I really have sworn by them for like the past year or so. They really help me and the gummies are really good <laughs> and it just really helps. So why not give it a try? Even better, Sunday Scaries has been so generous and not only are they supporting our podcast, but they wanted us to have a promo code for our listeners. It's HeartSprain10. So all you have to do is go to sundayscaries.com Type in HeartSprain10 at checkout in the promo code field and you'll get 10% off your whole order and the prices are really good. So you're not going to break the bank and you're going to feel better and I think you're really going to like them. So again, sundayscaries.com, promo code HeartSprain10. Enjoy guys. Okay, so this week's breakup breakdown is another one of my stories. I gave one already. Mine are really kind of tame, but they're strange. I think that's where they stand out. But I think they're also relatable. Um, yeah, they are. They are. Sorry that anyone has gone through this. Um, okay, so the background information is a little bit necessary for this one. Um, this was a guy. I actually knew him my whole life. I was thinking about this before. I've known him since we were like five or six. We grew up in the same town, but we did not ever speak or like hang out. We had no friends, you know, like friends in common or anything. Um, but we met when I was a sophomore in college and he was actually a freshman. So he was a year younger than me, which was not something I'd ever be interested in. Um, we've kept bumping into each other like this one week uh, towards the end of the, uh, the first semester of my sophomore year. And mm-hmm. I definitely bumped into him with you, Nadine, like he was with you. Mm, no, I remember the day I met you. Well, no, you didn't meet me then, but like he was with you at the dining hall, like the first time we bumped into each other. Oh, really? Just a side note. Yeah. I was big. <laughs> That was his purpose. Yeah, no, totally. I meant fate like you and me. Oh, of um, course. Duh. So, you know, he was younger. He was, he was a freshman. And, like, that was not really, like, a challenge. But, like, it was definitely a difference in, like, the maturity of his friends. Not Nadine. But, like, you know. He, Everyone he, that wasn't me. Yeah, basically. I'll get into that. But so we had a really good thing until I mentioned um, in our first episode, like, what happened with our breakup. Um, but the backstory is, uh, really this, um, a couple like a year into dating pretty much. Um, well, he had this friend who he was really good friends with. Uh, let's give him a name, Nadine. It's easier. Mm, Gary. Gary. Okay. So my... everybody hates Gary. Yeah. that's <laughs> Okay. So this guy will call the friend Gary. So, um, my ex, uh, he was friends with Gary the first year. And they were like really close friends. And he was like a very, like he was a character and he was like a big partier and just like very extroverted and kind of annoying looking back. Um, But we got along, like we had like a really fun time together. It was just like a funny, fun friend to have around, right? No issues. And um, the next year, the next school year, I was a junior, they were sophomores, they were roommates. And, um, we would, our friends had like the complete overlap. Nadine and I were best friends at this point. Like all of our friends hung out with each other. Like Mm -hmm. he was friends with my friends. I was friends with his friends. Our friends were friends with each other. It was like completely incestual and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was so much fun. It was. So it really was. And (laughs) so Gary, (laughs) everybody kind of found Gary to be like annoying. And I would always defend him, be like, no, he's fine, just whatever. But he really, like, definitely, like, when he uh, would drink, like, the truth kind of came out, I guess, um, whether he was aware of it or not. Um, And 
at this time, the new school year, he, uh, when they were roommates, it changed things. He would be like really upset if my boyfriend slept over at my apartment. It was like the biggest issue. So like wrap your head around that. Like he basically said, you take him away from me. He literally said that. He literally said that to me. Like, he was really drunk one night. It was like, you take him away from me. He doesn't walk me home at night because he comes over to your apartment after parties. And I was like, yeah, because, like, he's my boyfriend, you know? Like, do you need to be walked home? He could walk you home. And then, like, he can come over by me. Like, I was so open because I was like, what is going on? (laughs) You know? Mm-hmm. And it was like really difficult because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to have a, an issue and be the one with the issue in our friend group. Um, but this guy was like super aggressive about it. And he became like really aggressive, especially when he drank and he would try to like create like situations and like fights. And, and my boyfriend really did a bad thing by being neutral. Mm-hmm. So you know what they say? Like neutrality only helps the oppressor. So that was just like really adding fuel to this guy's fire. He just like, couldn't take like see like he's not taking your side like that must mean that like he you know agrees with me so it it was just like maddening because my boyfriend wasn't standing up to me for me um and was just kind of like oh I'm so caught in the middle because he was kind of like a weak dude in that way like emotionally like weak and um so one night we had this situation where like he wanted to go to the movies with him but I wanted to go somewhere with him or something like that and there was this big fight and my boyfriend, that's when he said to me, like, you know, there was so much like drama surrounding it. And he was just like, you know, what? I, I don't love you anymore. And I do think that was true. I don't think that, you know, looking back, I don't think that he did. But I think that it was like he any the pattern in our relationship was like anytime things got hard, he was just like, I can't do this. Mm. So that was like, you know, the, the running theme. So our our first like real, real breakup was um the next semester like a few months later we had like it was like another kind of dramatic time in our relationship and he just was like I can't do this like I'm out it was like I had a fight with like my friends and he was just like this is too much for me I'm out and it was like so hurtful that he could just like like that was it I mean the 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 being not being in love with me and us trying to make that work was like the worst thing because I was pretending that I was fine with like not being not receiving love from someone that I thought I loved um, mm-hmm. and so he broke up with me by saying, um, you know, like the, the drama was too much and I'm really not like a dramatic person. I think Nadine can vouch for that. You're really not. No. So yeah, sorry. Took a sip of water. <laughs> it's getting heated over here. Um, so yeah, it was like really awkward that he would do that. He would just bail when things got hard, but so but it was difficult because we had this friend overlap and it was like oh my god mm-hmm. like I'm this is ruining the friend group like who gets our friends you know I won by the way yeah um, I mean you got me so right I totally won the whole time um but he said to me one day and I was kind of just like okay I'm getting over it because we, we kept having to hang out while being broken up and it was like okay maybe this is gonna work and I was like you know what this is only like maybe gonna work if he decides it's gonna work and I'm over it so I'm gonna just like go out and like do what I want to do so I did, this is where I'm like, it was kind of gray area, like cheating. Was it cheating? Was it not? We kind of like still were like hanging out, hooking up, whatever, but uh, on and off, but not that much. And like, there was somebody I was interested in, but I didn't go for it. And like one day it was like in like February, I remember it was like a month after we broke up and he was just like, listen, like, I can't do this. He's like, you know, Gary really needs me to be his wingman. I remember that. I was like, this is 
what am I watching like a corny like teen movie from 2002 like what so so I was like okay and like that was the 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 green flag I needed to like just go for it with somebody else and it really helped me like get over him and just be done with it and like that relationship like it it was up and down we kind of got back back together here and there but like it never really stayed and like it was it was so flawed and dysfunctional and it was kind of like the case for like if you keep breaking up and getting back together or like breaking up still hooking up not defining things like again your grandmother's not going to tell that story like it's not right you're not it's not there's no longevity there and just give it up and stop and the only reason it continues is pretty much because one person is okay with not being okay like I was pretty much like sitting through it for a while like he had the ball in his court and if you just take control of it and they're just like I'm gonna go do what I want to do it it ends it and it's so much better and I never really regretted it and you know we tried it for for a while longer but it didn't work it didn't work but you know what you got me Mm -hmm. that's what matters like exactly like could I be the best consolation prize post breakup or what everyone should just get a Nadine when you're broken (laughs) up with yeah I will sit there I will make your list with you I will you know send I love it non-threatening pranks to his address (laughs) if known and by the way like I think this is important to add that like the times that we did get back together, I, I'm, like, honest to a fault, and I wanted him to know. I thought, like, it would maybe work after this. I didn't want to, like, hold in any secrets for four years and tell him, like, on our wedding day, like, that, you know, I had hooked, hooked up with somebody else or was talking to other guys, like, while we weren't exactly on, and I was honest with him, and it was probably, like, the worst thing I did, but the best thing, but it doesn't help. It didn't help the relationship. Well, that's because it wasn't a relationship at that point. Like, yeah. it was... I mean, it, it, it really like, broke it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. It broke the day he told you he didn't love you anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it was just a shit storm waiting to happen. It broke when he didn't stand up for me. Like there, there's one thing like if, yeah, I don't even think that was the case for like your friend, not liking your girlfriend. I think that guy was like truly crazy. And I think there was a lot more to that. Like it's not very normal that a guy is like, wants to capitalize some, their friend's time or anybody like you have, that's like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of goes back to the whole, like, that rule only applies if your friends aren't nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I think that was a case of obsession. Like, there was yeah. an unhealthy obsession there. And sometimes, especially when you're younger, like, especially when you're in that, like, 18 to 23 range, I would say, it is so unbelievably, like, it's hard for people to accept that, like, their best friend is now splitting their time between yeah. like them and someone new yes. and especially if they've never had that connection with someone they get very possessive very jealous very upsetting and that's really what that was I mean I and I've said this before like I think the older we get the more I'm like I want my friends to not yeah. be as available totally. for me as they meet people like I want them to be trying to build a life and a relationship and a foundation with someone other than me and right. it's just yeah, something like, that don't... he wasn't mature enough to really grasp or be supportive of I can't even wrap my head around being like to my roommate. Like, I'm really upset that you're not sleeping home tonight. No, it's insane. It's actually like in my dorm. Like, wouldn't you be excited to like have your dorm? Like, yeah, like I, well, that's right. Exactly. Like I shared a room all four years. So that was not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And it was just very strange. And I used to ask people, guys, girls, like, is this, am I missing something? Like, is no. it normal? And no, that guy was crazy and he's still crazy. And he, it's whatever. just obsessive. It's very obsessive yeah. friendship behavior. And it's, again, it just goes back to the idea that like, 
you're going to be inherently jealous of something that you can't relate to. So. Yeah. And, and it, it also, you know, always pick a side. And if it's the person that you're dating, like, don't be ashamed of that. Don't be like, don't be like, Oh, you're, I'm so whipped. And if, yeah. it's your, and if it's your friend, take a look at, you know, maybe your relationship and maybe that person is right. If yeah. you feel the need to side with your friend that maybe they're just not right for you. Right. And none of this like bros before hoes bullshit. Oh like, my God. I, God. Like that shit needs to die. Like yeah. before, like once you're out of college, like those words should never utter your mouth ever again. <laughs> yeah, ever. Exactly. That's it. Just like let, like bury them along with your like natty ice. Like we're done. Yeah, exactly. Four loco, rest in peace. Bros right. Before, bros before hoes. Right. Like all nighters in the library. Mm-hmm. Like all that shit is in your past. Yeah. This was such a college breakup. That's why I don't really like, you know, give no, it too but much some, weight. But some people also just never really grow out of that. So yeah, I think weirder, it's important to know. The weirder part of this is that like, I thought like years after this, we could still be friendly and it just didn't work for him. He just like, would he just like couldn't. He's well, he so was, awkward. He's very emotionally closed off that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that exciting? But that's my breakup breakdown. Uh, it's relatable. <laughs> I think a lot of people have gone through similar experiences yeah, to some sure. extent. So it's, it's, you don't, they don't always have to be dramatic, like ending up on TV or submitting photos to your shared album for them to be entertaining. So yeah, really. Yeah. And the weirder part about my, I think the only weird thing about my breakups is that like, I've never seen only like my eighth grade boyfriend has ever like had another girlfriend or, or gotten engaged. Like none of them are married or engaged. Just what, what happened? What oh, you it? fucked them up. <laughs> Did I? You, you were this, you were the standard. They can never do better. And now they're like going to die alone. No, like I'm serious. They're all alone. No. Oh, well, one of my exes is engaged, so I don't really know what that means. But... <laughs> well, I don't think it's a good thing. Like, what did I do to these people? Right. Like, you just destroyed them. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad that, like, the ones that I don't have bad right. feelings towards are moving on and you building healthy them... lives. Yeah. But... You left them better than you found them. Yeah. That, that's, that's, <laughs> let's go with that. And then you just fucking tore that shit apart. <laughs> you broke them. Sorry. Yeah, I think you did women a favor. Yeah, I did. It's all fun. right well that's it this is so, one of my favorite episodes i think same this was fun um so yeah i, I like the idea that we kind of went back and forth on a lot of topics if you mm-hmm. guys liked one topic in particular and want us to do something a little more in depth about it we have some stuff on deck that'll dive into some of these sections yes. down the line so make sure you're tuning in but totally until then keep listening keep engaging on social uh, Instagram and Twitter at Heartsbrained. Slide in the DMs. Rate and review on podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, whatever you choose to do listen it. to us do, but do make it. it happen. And in the meantime, we will see you next Sunday. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs>